Hello. Hello. You're listening to Track by Tracks Top 20 of 2022 with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is our countdown of our top 20 songs of the year. And oh my goodness, it's been a tough choice. Even tougher than usual. Don't we normally do 40 songs of the year, Will? We do, but we wanted to break it down and make it just the absolute best. So we have spent all morning hammering this out on the kitchen table. Mm. The kitchen table has never seen the like. <laughs> and in fact, I've had to destroy it. <laughs> Even the charity shop wouldn't accept it. <laughs> and that was marble. It's been a great year for music, hasn't it? And I know we said that last year. We probably we probably said that last year. We'll probably say that next year as well. But it really has been... I mean, one of the best things about this year for music, I'm sure we can all agree, is the return of live music, the return of Glastonbury, the return of so many other festivals. And just... We had a bit of it last year. We had some of it last year, but just touring more and more touring, which leads to more and more albums and singles. Uh, yeah, the return of so much this year. And it's actually felt like we've had, you know, a full roster of uh, tours and gigs and new albums, new singles, comebacks, resurrections. I mean, who thought the 411 would end up coming back? And now Clear as well. Clear or Clear? Clear. Clear. It sounds Welsh when I say it. It got a bit of a clear. Llandeffy something. Pop, go, go, go. Go, Llandesilio, go, go, go. And my other half, who is Welsh, tries and tries to get me to get my tongue around that and just to no avail, Will. No, and you've, you've really practised really to your blue in the face, mm. but uh, yeah, to no avail. So, Dan, how have we come to this top 20? So this top 20, Will, just as every year when we count down our favourite songs, is a combination of your top 20 songs of the year, my top 20 songs of the year, and we bring them together. So as you would well expect, a lot of the songs are exactly the same. But then there are some tracks on here that you loved that maybe I didn't include, and vice versa. But actually, when you put it together as one list, it is very much track by tracks, top 20 songs of 2022. And when I see both lists separately, I do think, how are they going to combine to make a definitive list that represents our favourites and appropriate to us? And I don't know how how it happens, but it works. It just works. Mm. And that top 10 and the top five in particular is uh, our our favourites of the year distilled down into five brilliant songs. But we're going to play a bit of all 20 here today. And we are doing it all in one episode this time, so shall we get stuck in? Yeah, let's get stuck in uh, at number 20, please, Dan. This, at number 20, is Rose Grey and Cupid. Rose Grey there, Cupid, uh, which was released way earlier in the year. It's been a great year for Rose. She has released a string of songs uh, on and onto an EP. Cupid stands out for me because it is so infectious. I think those house piano keys uh, and her particular brand 
of sort of house dance pop uh, really sets her apart from a lot of her namesake, not namesakes, really sets her apart from a lot of uh, other artists at the moment. Uh, she's got an amazing voice as well, which always helps in music. It can play a big <laughs> part in it, I think. But yeah, love this track. And what I love about it is with that chorus, I almost felt like, okay, this is a nice bit of kind of uh, new disco pop. I know what's going on here. I like it. It's quality. And then the chorus kicks in and it brings in those kind of uh, Madchester, if you like, vibes, the keys. It's very house music influenced. Also, maybe a bit of kind of massive attack or something like that in the production as well. Takes you, uh, takes you by surprise a little bit. And this was released in July this year and was from Rosa's EP, Synchronicity. More to come, I think. I hope from Rose in 2023. I think. So number 19 now. Who'd have thought she'd have been uh, quite a significant this year as she had ended up being? But Diana Ross uh, did stuff this year, including Glastonbury, but also including Turn Up the Sunshine with Pain in Heart. So Turn Up The Sunshine there, Diana Ross featuring Tame Impala. Now, I remember earlier this summer when, well, actually way earlier in the year, when posters were going around with Diana Ross and Tame Impala and so many other iconic names on there. And people had no idea what was going on. Was it going to be a new concept album? Was it going to be a festival? Was it the new Tame Impala album? Turns out it was the soundtrack to the new Minions movie, which I don't think any of us expected. And also, I don't think any of us expected for that soundtrack to include a track like this. This is the best of Diana Ross and the best of Tame Impala working hand in hand together. We first heard this in Florida and I remember we were parked outside the mall and we couldn't wait for this brand new incredible collab to happen as we were driving to Disney World and I remember just falling in love with it from the start. It, it I mean... For for Diana Ross to get into bed with not only some minions but Tame Impala as well, and create something that sounds so respectful to her as an artist and her back catalogue, but also something so funky and fresh and very very summer appropriate as well. Mm. It it really stuck around through the summer and into the autumn, but also this year, you know, Glastonbury Diana at Glastonbury was was huge. And I can't believe we've seen her now. Me neither. And my only complaint, Will, from that set is that she didn't play this song. Uh, well, you don't do a legend slot at Glastonbury and then sing a song that you've recorded for a Minions film. Quite right. Also worth noting, the track was also worked on by Jack Antonoff, who has worked with the likes of the 1975 Florence and the Machine, Fifth Harmony, Taylor Swift, Carly Rae Lovey, Tegan and Sarah, and many, many more. Okay, number 18 now. Harry Styles. We don't talk about him very much on Track by Track, as it was. In this world, it's just the...
a bit as it was by Harry Styles there. Now, say what you like about Harry Styles, and a lot of people have said a lot of things this year, but this haunting, dreamy pop song is one of the best things that I think he's done. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of his, so it's going to take something quite significant to pique my interest. And this song definitely has, along with, I really enjoy uh, music from a sushi restaurant. Yeah, love that. Um, that was um, genuinely creative and different. And uh, as regular listeners know, I don't have a particularly high opinion of any of the One Direction people. Uh, but actually, to be honest, Harry is probably the better side of that opinion. And I think on the other side of the coin, I would now say that I'm a big Harry Styles solo fan. When he first came out, I think I probably assumed that he was going to be like a lot of other boy band turned solo members that, you know, don't do a Robbie. Um, but he's done a Robbie and then some. I mean, this song alone is the longest running number one single uh, by a UK act in US chart history, which is a feat in itself. And I think it's just down to the fact that this was the lead single from his third solo album, Harry's House. And I think he's just established himself. He's just the fact that he's co-writing all these tracks, the fact that he's got this really strong team with him. I think, you know, this isn't the start for Harry. This isn't, he's got such a long way to go. Uh, look at the size of the tours that he's doing. Look at the films that he's in now as well. It's genuinely exciting to see the artist that he's becoming. Uh, it's just such a shame, though, that he can't act. I've not seen any of the uh, films yet. Have you? No. Well, I saw the brief bit he did in the uh, uh, that Marvel film, but from what I've clips I've seen and what I've heard, not the greatest actor. But thank goodness the music is good. Mm. Lately, there have been a few rumours about Harry headlining Glastonbury, and I have to say, I'd be all for it. I'd be, I'd really oh, intrigued I for that. Don't think he's there yet. Don't you? I just don't think it would go down very well with the Glastonbury masses. With Billie Eilish doing it, I think that's kind of well. I suppose obviously she's established herself as a solo artist pre any boy band stuff, but I think this album for him has turned a page. But we'll have to wait and see what Michael and Emily think. And yeah, this was released Evis. in April. No, just a random Michael and Emily. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, released in April uh, ahead of Harry's house. Okay, next up then, number 17 on our list, it's Dragonette with New Suit. there from Dragonette. Now, Dragonette, no stranger to Track by Track. We celebrated Fixing to Thrill a couple of years ago now, I think, actually. And we need to do more Dragonette on the podcast. But we have talked about some of these new tracks this year on the new music drop. And this is a stunner. So true to that quality pop Dragonette sound. Stunning vocals from Martina. And I just love the build of the track to that huge chorus. And it's it's almost, uh, without knowing it, you want to sing along, if you know what I mean. I don't quite remember the lyrics off the top of my head right now, but if you, if you press play, I'd want to sing that chorus. For me, this is the closest we've been to the imperial phase of Dragonette 
since it was a thing. So since Galore and Fixing to Thrill, this song and also 20s was very closely to being included as well, or instead of. The album itself, it's not the longest album in the world, um, but great to get a full uh, LP of new material. Uh, More of a mixed bag, but I've got to say, new suit, absolutely banging. Also worth noting, it's been six years between albums for Dragonette, and also Dragonette is now a solo project of Martina's. Like years and years. Like years and years, yeah. Or um, but better. ELO. Or Jeff Lynn's ELO. So, track 16 now, and this is fucking wizardry. <laughs> Fucking Wizardry, the Block Me edit, uh, which is all about trusting and believing in what you already know. This is a huge, empowering anthem. uh, And this new edit, even more so. I just love how choral it is, how bold it is. And Self-Esteem as an artist uh, has had a fantastic year this year. The Prioritise Pleasure album as well is uh, such a strong album. So good, we didn't include it in our albums of the year. So good, it definitely is in the top 20 albums yes. of the year yes. for us. Or oh, actually, was it released last year? Was it released I this year? I think it might have been released last year. It was actually. released That's last why. year. That's why. Uh, a new expanded version out this year, but we sadly, due to the strict rules of the National Podcasters Association, we couldn't include that one. But this is a stunning song. And I just think following self-esteem is one of the most exciting things because her her career is just going from strength to strength to strength and with it you just feel like that she, she is still so true to herself um she's so outspoken uh but in the best possible way it's, it's very honest and it's very she, you know she's using her platform for good she's sharing the insights of the music industry in some ways as well uh and doing all of this with incredible music and incredible shows. I'm enjoying, I'm loving this record and this single, but also it's just so exciting to see what's coming next for Self-Esteem. More to come, 2023. Much more to come. And more to come here and now, next, with number 15 on our countdown, it's Bicep with Water. from Bicep. Now we talked about this track only two months ago on the new music drop. It's just an incredible song that, you know, quite new to us, but deserves its place on this top 20. And as we said at the time, this was played live at Glastonbury this year. This is a set that I didn't see at Glastonbury this year. And it's a set I really wish I did see because you can just imagine this played live with incredible visuals, incredible lighting. I bet it was stunning. Very exciting dance act bicep. 
uh, gathering more and more fans uh, with every release. This is their strongest single release, I think, yet. Yes. We think that incredible vocals, but the production on this is fantastic, particularly the kind of back third of this track. Some of the sounds and you know rhythms they're generating there are really good and this is this is what's kind of moved them i think more into the mainstream this year is these incredible these incredible dance songs but the fantastic melody and soundscapes that they're creating it's been a fantastic year for producer-led dance groups mm. uh artists duos and solo so we've had bicep we've had sg we've got sg lewis we've got fred again uh we've got totally enormous extinct dinosaurs uh, you know it's a very happily a very crowded marketplace and some of those to come on this countdown really maybe oh maybe if you're lucky if you're lucky okay, okay here's a guy now that's had an incredible year sam Ryder, spaceman from Sam Ryder, who is at number 14 on our countdown. Here is a guy that's had a great year, and I, it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. He seems like the, one of the nicest people in music uh, currently. And this song is probably one of the soundtracks to the year because of it was in Eurovision. And not only that, it delivered us a number two position uh, in the results of the Eurovision Song Contest this year. Uh, a top, a spot we have not hit for such a long time. So he was much loved uh, in the UK because of that. And also, through the turn of events in Ukraine, it also meant we are hosting Eurovision next year. And I'm sure Sam will be front and centre of that. I hope so. He mm. deserves to be. It, yeah, such an exciting moment. Again, not to keep going on about the fact that we were in Florida, but we were in Florida when the results were coming out and we were watching on a phone in the car and it was just beyond exciting because we've got so used to not doing well. I've actually got goosebumps talking about that moment because it was genuinely thrilling. Um, and I have to admit, when I first heard this song, I thought, oh, we've gone for like, we've gone for power ballad again. I did base it on the first listen and I was wrong because it's, it, it was, it was the second placing on This Is Your Vision because it deserved to be, because it's such a euphoric song. Sam delivers it so incredibly. And it is a song contest at the end of the day, and that's why it did well. And uh, it's, a, it's a great track. And yeah, ultimately, that's what we've been missing all these years mm. is a really strong track. I think fronted by and sung by somebody who is totally invested in in the experience and his role but also very happy to be there and mm. to do that work and you don't always get that impression sometimes with eurovision in the, <laughs> U- in the uk no no names mentioned no uh but also it wasn't just a one-hit wonder he has released more music this year that shows he's a fantastic vocalist and he's got the songs behind him uh got a sellout tour coming coming our way as well soon I want to see him at Glastonbury next year, Will. He deserves it. Is it going to happen? Oh, I don't know. But he would get a hero's welcome. He would. 
also, as well as those live dates coming up, he performed this on stages, uh, in huge stages. But the one that stands out for me is when he did it at the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. That, for me, really cemented his place. And not only was it number two at Eurovision, it also reached number two in the UK charts, which is the highest position a Eurovision uh, UK entry has reached since Gina G in 97 with Ooh, Ah, just a little bit. And this was released as a single in February of this year. Number 13 on our countdown then, it's Darren Hayes and All You Pretty Things. All you pretty things there from Darren Hayes. Now, of course, we spoke about this track with Darren just a few weeks ago when we went track by track through the Homosexual album. It's a stunning album written, arranged, performed and produced all by Darren. And there's some phenomenal stuff on there, especially because it was his first album in 10 years. But for me, this one really sticks out because not only because of the sentiment behind it, this was written as a tribute to the victim's of uh, the tragedy that happened at the Pulse nightclub. Um, But also he's taken that energy and turned it into this euphoric dance number that just goes on and on and on. And that's what clinches it, the meaning behind the track, but also delivered in a celebratory way of those people and of their experience and their lives in Florida at that nightclub, rather than something that gets very bogged down in a sort of somber feel and Darren's homosexual album was absolutely fascinating and Mm. wonderful to listen to and I think Darren giving us you know really detailed commentary on those tracks when we spoke to him was fantastic to understand you know everything that was going through his mind there is meaning and links to his life behind every single song and I love that this one is a dedication to people he didn't even know but because he was so deeply touched by it. Many strong songs on Homosexual that we could have featured, but I think this one just had the edge. And this was released in August of this year, ahead of the album in October. Number 12 now, uh, and it's Moona and What I Want. who, again, have released a fantastic album this year. It was on my list of albums of the year, but uh, just short of our final combined top 10 albums. Such a powerful album, full of life-affirming queer anthems. Uh, and if, you, if you've seen Moon Alive, you know it is a very spiritual experience it's a celebratory inclusive environment and i'd love to see them myself i haven't had the pleasure yet 
I'm sure it will come, Will. I'm surprised they're not announced for my tuple next year. Maybe there'll be a late announcement, or maybe they're on the lineup and I've not seen it. Although I think you would have spotted it. I would have spotted it. But this track, what I want is typifies their emotive power pop uh, that they do so well. And there's so many great tracks on this new album, but this as a single was a fantastic moment for them this year. And I think, did we play this on a new music drop as well? We did, we did. Thought so. This was released as a single way back in June, but yeah, stunning track. I love, it said recently that something reminded me of Haim or Haim. I'm never really sure which way to say it. Um, I get this feeling as well with this, but in a more electronic sense. I love, I think it's partly to do with the rhythm and the beat. It's partly to do with uh, the way the vocals work together. But what I love about this is something that I read that um, how DIY Mag uh, spoke about this song. And normally, I don't want to steal someone else's ideas, but it says it so well and he's repeating. They described it as an ode to the frustration felt when you've been a restricted version of yourself for far too long. And I think that's a really mm. incredible, concise way of talking about what this song talks about. And that is going to strike a chord with so many. Mm. So number 11, they were nearly halfway through our top 20 songs of 2022. Here is Everything Everything with Pizza Boy. So Pizza Boy there from Everything, Everything, and from one of our top 10 albums of the year as well, Raw Data Feel. Some incredible stuff on there. And as this song was playing, I did say that I Want to Love Like This could quite easily have been on our top 20 of the year as well. We are very strict. We only allow one song per artist. But I think what clinched it with this song is that for an artist like Everything, Everything, who, you know, are an alternative band and people liken them to Radiohead and the like. There's such strong pop sensibilities in their songwriting. And on the production of this, the the synths that are scattered throughout this and twinkle throughout this with that really sweet chorus, it's just an incredible, it's one of my favorite Everything Everything songs ever. And they're one of my favorite bands ever. So it's kind of really jumped the ranks. Uh, you're right. There are several we could have gone with from this album, um, but this track stands out for me. Also the Scream remix of this track is really good as well. Which we did do Which on a new did talk drop. about earlier on in the year. Uh, but yeah, Everything, Everything, great album um, that was on our albums of the year and we had to include them in the top 20 as well. We had to. And this released as a single in May. I missed the tour of this album, hoping to see them somewhere next year because I've yet to hear this song live. I've seen them uh, live a few times and they're always amazing, but yet to hear this song. <laughs> Okay, so we're into the top 10 now, and here we go with Totally Enormous Extinct Dinosaur and Never Seen You Dance. So 
So our 10th favourite song of the year there, Never Seen You Dance by Totally Ignormous Extinct Dinosaurs. Can you say Teed if you want, lovey? Well, I was going to say, you do prefer to say Teed, because okay? we have talked about him a lot this year through his work, through uh, his this album, uh, the remix and production work he's done, and the features on other people's tracks. This, um, and of course his album, one of our favourites of the year, this track is one of the standout songs released from it prior to the album coming out. And just what a fantastic, light, bright, piano-driven dance track this is. And love the vocals, love the production. Very fun video as well with the two girls. Two yeah. girls, one set of headphones. <laughs> oh, I think I've seen that a few years ago, but that's slightly different. But I like what you said about this. It's quite something quite light and breezy about it, but at the same time, it would fill a dance floor, that wonderful piano throughout the track. It's one of those songs for me where the, from the first time I heard it, I felt like I knew this song already. And I felt like mm. I could it, it kind of, you know, I don't know if that's contradicting it or not, but also I could play it over and over again and not get bored of it. There was just something so familiar about it. As you said, the album, one of our top 10 albums of the year as well. And there was one episode this year when we talked about a really old remix of his. It's from like 2008 or something like that. So it just goes to show how, uh, what, what an incredible career, um, how inspiring it's been for other artists, but also to, to come back with this first new album in 10 years and incredible tracks like this. Hats off to Teed. And I remember exactly what the remix was. Mm -hmm. It was for Sugar Babes. Yes. And it was in our further listening Sugar Babes episode. And was it Denial? It was well done. Mm. And also, that's a bit of a spoiler there for the non-patrons about what's on further listening. That's what you could be having. Yep. Or you could just listen to it on streaming services. The song? Oh, no. You need to hear us talking about it. Yeah. We bring it to life, don't we? We really do, yeah. Mm. So, number nine. This is Jesse Ware and Free Yourself. Free Yourself from Jesse there, released in January this year, but premiered at Glastonbury. Now, sadly, there are so many clashes at Glastonbury. I didn't get to see her there, but I did see her at Mighty Hoopla in June. And I have to say, it was one of the most life-affirming sets that I've seen this year. There's something so incredible about her live performance and just her as an artist, as a person, something so uh, humble and grounded about her, I think. But also, on the flip side, what an incredible musician putting out absolute bangers like this. Did you say life-affirming sex or life-affirming sets? I leave it open to interpretation. <laughs> I love Jessie Ware. Reigning, current reigning queen of the disco, uh, purely because Kylie's um, not releasing at the moment. And when this track came out, uh, huge excitement and, and fanfare. And such joy to hear that Jessie has doubled down on the disco stylings that she's favoured on the last album uh, and taken it even further. I think she's just really embracing this as her uh, her niche. Yeah. Uh, and we're totally here for it. Uh, and I say Kylie is disco queen, but they have been together. They They've have? done it together. Yes. 
life-affirming, what a life-affirming set that would be. Yes, it really would. Uh, the other thing that I love about this song is, I mean, it's just uh, it's just an iconic track to dance to, to sing to. We were doing some fantastic hand hand dancing. Hand choreography. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, put it on YouTube. Maybe, yeah. And also, when this song got announced, Jesse said, new music is coming and there's lots of it coming. Well, still only had one track. It's been <laughs> remixed quite a bit. But I think 2023, we're going to hear a lot more from Jesse uh, and Stuart. And Stuart, yeah, we've not said this was co-written and produced by Stuart Price. Um, and you said remixes. The most recent remix only came out a few weeks ago by Melanie C. There's some wonderful pop connections there. Uh, also, uh, Eats Everything is a really good remix. Uh, and I discovered recently he's local to me. Really? Mm. Oh, you're going to pop around? Yeah, for a cup of tea and a remix. Oh. Perhaps I'll get him to remix the Track by Track song next. Yeah, currently on the Motivate remix. Where's it going next? Uh, and the Paul Walford remix, although this is already incredibly dancey, piano-led, which is often how Paul Walford remixes, he's made it even more so. So a lovely package. Not Calvin Harris. Okay, so track number eight now it is Alfie Templeman. So that's Alfie, singer, songwriter, producer, uh, musician, uh, and all at a very young age. Uh, Daniel, old enough to be his father. Oh, well, you're old enough to be his grandfather then. Oh, no, don't retaliate. Uh, sorry, I keep doing that. That's not the first time you've said that to me today, in all honesty. Uh, this track we featured on a new music drop uh, uh, way earlier in the year, uh, and we really called out uh, his unique style. Uh, fantastic raw voice and vocal uh, and a euphoric chorus in here as well. Definitely. And when we spoke about this, I think it was the February, new, I think it was released in February, so the February new music drop, I mentioned how much it made me think of Coldplay and particularly Adventure of a Lifetime. What I didn't realise at the time was that there was an interview with NME where he said he took massive influence from Coldplay there. So it's no accident Um but it's created this stunning song. One of my most played songs of this year will come as no surprise. Um, that's why it's on the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. That'd be awkward, wouldn't it? Yeah, if I hadn't yeah. played it I <laughs> since absolutely February. love this song, but it isn't one of my top songs of the year. <laughs> I haven't really listened to it. And I just love how it takes a subject, because, you know, it's talking about uh, sometimes I think I might be broken, and it's talking about mental health. And Alfie said when he was talking about the track, he had just had a wobble before, and he spoke about how... His job is being himself on stage and on interviews and stuff like that. So it can, you know, it can be quite difficult, as we've seen with many uh, artists and performers. But I, I love the honesty and the openness of the subject. But I love how it's turned into this kind of like indie disco banger. And some of the production in this song, I just think is flawless. Some of the little sounds and breaks and moves into the next section of the song. Really a big fan. Do you know what? I think you a word you would use to describe this song. Jangly. Jangly. It's quite jangly, yeah. It's, j- it's jangly disco. Mm. Indie disco. Yeah. 
Wonky, wonky Disco. Wonky Disco, I like that one. Mm. It's quite Wonky Disco. So number seven then, of course this one had to be on here. Soft Cell and Pet Shop Boys with Purple Zone. One day you'll awake from your sleep of the dead. Pick out the strangers asleep in your bed and she'll cry out. Purple Zone there from Soft Cell and Pet Shop Boys. The first collaboration of these two titans of synth pop, two absolute legends. And of course, Pet Shop Boys, our most talked about act on track by track. This was announced earlier this year after Pet Shop Boys saw Soft Cell performing nonstop erotic cabaret in full in November of last year. They were there the night after me, Will. I just think I could have been sat next to, or in between maybe, Neil and Chris. Um... But so the story goes, they went backstage and then had a little chat. The Pet Shop, Boy, Pet Shop Boys were approached to remix the song. And then as often happens with the Pet Shop Boys remix, it becomes more of a duet. But in this case, officially, it was released together. And you can definitely hear Pet Shop Boys mark on it. But you can also hear mark on it from Soft Cell. And the production of this, you know, it's a wonderful collaboration. And great that two huge acts that were massive through the 80s and are still going strong now came together. Uh, and I'm sure it was no handbags at dawn in the recording studio. It does look like there was a lot of joy in this collaboration. Uh, and in the video, which was filmed in a pub I used to go to. Yep. Not the first time I've said that. Uh, and also the production does sound very... It swings more towards a Pet Shop Boy sound yeah. than a soft sell sound. And there is... So if you pre-ordered the vinyl version of the album and we've said this before on our top 10 albums episode you did get the original version of it which was also performed it was the last track or one of the last tracks on the non-stop erotic cabaret tour last year but if you got the uh, streaming version or the download version or the cd version you got this version on the album so i haven't actually listened yet to the original version since hearing it live last year i'm quite intrigued to go back and do that mm. but this version has got a lot of hammering from me this year and uh, it's been a slim pickings for Pet Shop Boys uh, content this year. Yeah. They've remixed a, a number of tracks, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Dan. Uh, you'll happily, happily do that. Happily. But this is the only song that they've sung on this year. I think that's right. Did they do a fan, they didn't do a fan club CD this year, did they? I don't no. think. No. Which is one of the first years they haven't done that, I believe. So, yes. Does that mean they've been busy in the studio? Well, obviously, they've been on tour a lot with uh, the Dreamworld tour. And the Unity Tour with New Order and festival dates, including Glastonbury. So they've been too busy. Oh, well, actually, yeah. So not much new music from Pet Shop Boys. But we, yeah, we did just a small matter of we <laughs> saw them bring Glastonbury to a wonderful close for us this year when they uh, headlined the Sunday night on the other stage. And uh, it was a wonderful way to end Glastonbury 2022, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, incredible. Absolutely fantastic. And I got as much joy from seeing... Our group, loving it, as I did loving it myself, I think. You know, when you really love an artist and yeah. you want other people to love them too. Everyone there enjoyed it. But yeah, certainly it was great to see our group enjoying it. And my other half, Ashley, it was the first time he'd seen them. Obviously, he's heard them played around the house so much Endlessly. that he's, he's almost become a bit sick of them because, you know, he doesn't have much choice in the matter. But 
he said that was without a doubt his highlight of the whole festival, uh, which was really, you know, good validation, uh, strong yeah. validation. Okay, number six, uh, and we've got Grimes with Player of Games. Player of games, Grimes. Now, Dan. Um, I know what you're going to say. You need to tell us. This song wasn't released in 2022, but it was released in December of 2021 when we'd already done our top 40. So we've checked and double checked with the National Podcast Association. Yeah. And they have said that for countdown episodes, the previous December can be included. That's official. Because it's after it's after the cutoff. Yes, which is good because we've already got our eye on a single from this December, haven't we, for <laughs> yeah. next year's top <laughs> yeah. 20 or 40, whatever we choose to do. Yeah, so it's all above board, and I think we're, we're fine with it. We've talked about it, and we're yep. fine with it. Uh, but why would we not want this in our countdown? Because this is just such a huge, epic, pop, hyper-pop, dance-pop song, and Grimes... Um, it's great, to, it's great to hear this. And also uh, Shinigami Eyes, which is another track uh, released this year. Great to hear amazing new music coming from Grimes, uh, particularly after the whole Musk debacle. Yeah, yeah. Definitely don't want to mention him too much on this podcast, but sometimes I do find it difficult to understand how someone who seems a little bit more human, for want of a better word, uh, is associated with someone like that. But I am going to stop there because I want to talk about this incredible what first song. Attra- Grimes, what first attracted you to billionaire, <laughs> entrepreneur, Elon Musk? I often think if I was married to a billionaire, I'd make them hire people to buy all my songs and make me number one around the world. But she's doing it a little bit more authentically. You would always look for the cheap way to cheat to do it. Well, apparently when uh, Vicky B was in the... Uh, the race for number one, she was getting people to go around and grab all the singles from shops. But apparently if you buy a certain amount in a, or when you used to do it, if you bought too many in a single transaction, it didn't count or something like that. Our price would push back. Yeah. Anyway, somehow we've gone on a tangent on this wonderful song, but I remember scrolling through YouTube and this was a targeted, suggested video. And I thought, oh, I quite used, I used to like listening to Grimes, never really got too much into it, but I used to quite like that album. I'll see what it's like. And I was blown away because not only is the track just so far up our street with this incredible production um but also the video is phenomenal as well uh almost um dark crystal-esque video game-esque mm. video it's really cool and written story of the video written by grimes herself yeah and that's one of the things that's so good about grimes is not just the music it's the everything else around it her as an artist uh, the videos, the, the the themes, the yeah, artwork, brilliant, and uh, more to come in twenty twenty three. Yeah, it sounds like I've yet to see her live, so very much like to particularly would love to be in a field with a paper cup of cider in my hand and this song playing. Well, I could arrange that actually. We could go and do that in a minute. Actually, I was, I was more talking about a festival. I didn't <laughs> make that very clear at all. So we're into the top five, and at number five. Confidence Man, 
feels like a different thing. Feels like a different thing there from Confident Fan, released way back in January of this year. And what a wonderful way to start the year. This was the second preview of their second album, Tilt. I remember you playing this to me for the first time when I was visiting you in Bristol. We were about to go to the Mighty Hoopla Weekender. And I couldn't believe that this was a new song because it, it sounded just, it was just filled with so many influences of bands like primal scream but also that 90s rave generation as well it was just pure euphoria um and we we, we did play it to death at my two weekend there but haven't stopped playing it this year uh, and it was one of those tracks like when when we played it to other people at the at the weekender people were like oh oh what's this song and yeah. again that's lovely when you play new music to people and they're like oh my god i love this what is it this and again that whole 90s rave sound typifies tilt one of our albums of the year. Yep. Uh, and was a breath of fresh air when this track was released at the start of January. It feels like... A different thing. No, it feels like Holiday should be their song of the year because of how it was picked up massively in the UK. Radio 1 gave it a real hammering. But actually, that song was actually released last year. And I did have Holiday, first of all, on my list, didn't I? My personal top 20. I, I was very happy to correct you. Yes. And remind you that that yep. definitely came out well before the cutoff last year yep. to be included. But actually, I prefer this to Holiday. Holiday is amazing. But I think that 90s dance uh, element of this track is what elevates it. But also, it's such the way it starts as well is just a whole a complete burst of energy. And... From seeing them at Glastonbury live, live, they—that's them. The energy that they have that they put into their performances and their music is just brilliant. And I'm so chuffed that they are doing so well in the U, particularly in the UK at the moment. And this track, when you look at the streams online, um, "Holiday" and "Loving You Is Easy" are, are in the millions, but this track is kind of way lower. But I think, really? yeah. That does surprise me. More people are going to hear it now after this episode. Exactly. Of course. And as you said, Tilt, one of our albums of the year, and we were lucky enough to hear from Confidence Man when we went through it track by track earlier this year, which was a real treat. Number four on our countdown now, uh, well in the top five, this is Token by Dubstar. Token there from Dubstar. This is the standout track uh, on uh, on two, yeah. which is another one of our albums of the year. This is exactly why two is so good because it's taking that Dubstar sound, uh, the wonderful kind of dance slash 
more mu- instrumental uh, production uh, with Sarah's stunning vocals and a real story to tell in the lyrics, um, making it fresh, but also quintessentially their sound, which you know fans have loved back into the 90s. Mm. And it's so good to talk to them about this twice. Twice. <laughs> Uh, and also hear how much passion and uh, inspiration they still have for creating music. Yeah, I love the hints of disco in this one, meeting that kind of melancholy, uh, the melancholy of the track. And uh, as we said before, as we said many times, a wonderful production on this album and on this track from Stephen Haig, the legendary Stephen Haig. It's just a wonderful nod back to that earlier Dubstar sound and the influences they had from the likes of Pet Shop Boys, um, which, of course, is how we first got chatting to Dubstar, we can say, when uh, they, they appeared on our Behaviour episode. Um, uh, along with Neil Tennant. Along with Neil Tennant, of course. But, yeah, bringing that sound more up to date. I think what we both really want to see next from Dubstar is a bit of a tour and a few live dates. And we, we mentioned it on the, on the episode with them, and they said it's not something they're particularly planning at the moment, but wouldn't you just love to be dancing to this under a mirror ball? And yes, I know you're going to say we can make that happen, but I don't mean you just holding a little mirror ball bauble over my head. Or I could get that mushroom out that you gave me for my birthday. Well, you could get your mushroom out if you wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Listeners, it was a glittery uh, polystyrene mushroom that Dan saw a targeted ad for on Facebook and thought I'd like it for my garden. Uh, And it's hideous. Yeah. uh, I thought it was very well, but... uh... Turns out... Uh, no, I don't want to go raking all this up again. No. We're only just back on the even queue. So, number three, and it's Bananarama. That's great. So Masquerade there, the title track from Bananarama's new album, of course, as you'd expect, one of our top 10 albums of the year, and released to celebrate their 40th anniversary. Now, before this track, we'd heard Favourite, which was wonderful because it was Bananarama covering an Alice D song. Alice D, if you didn't know, Sarah from Bananarama's Daughter. And that was a wonderful way to introduce this new era. But what I love about this song is... To be honest, I think this is uh, Ian Masterson, who produced the whole album. I think this is, is one of his best productions ever. There is something about this sound and the electronics within this uh, that I was actually blown away by this song. Uh, it's kind of like, for me, the spiritual successor to Love Don't Live Here Anymore. Yes. In its grandioseness and fantastic production. But also the girls dreamlike floaty lyrics yeah tickling over the over the production of the track and it's it's a standout track from the album it's a standout track for them as well and just giving everyone that confidence to know they're still here mm. they can still they can still do it absolutely 100% every time uh, and this track yeah a fantastic one and a great meaning behind the track as well, because Sarah wrote this or started writing the lyrics for this uh, during the Black Lives Matter movement. And it was it was about people being themselves. Uh, so it took huge inspiration from that. But of course, as well, Bananarama, huge 
allies of the LGBTQ plus community. So it was just about, and I love that metaphor as well for the masquerade and actually just, just being yourself. And a wonderful, grandiose video for this one as well, as you would expect. Uh, and I love the fact that Alice D has been very involved in this album as well. We love Alice D. Mm. We love the D. So uh, this is number two. It's our second favourite song of 2022. Beyonce. Break my song. So, Break My Soul there from Renaissance, uh, another one of our albums of the year. Surprise, the surprise. here, isn't it, with our singles of the year and albums of the year. Uh, we've already talked about Renaissance and how amazing it was to get this album, to have it as a completely fresh sound uh, with Beyonce doing what she does best. Break My Soul was how that came, how, where that first came from. So this was the first thing we heard. It was released. It was adored. I still haven't stopped playing it. I love the fact that Beyonce has is embracing dance and house and ball culture and showing us how she can just knock it out of the park still. Still. And I love the fact that next year marks 20 years since the release of Beyonce's debut solo album. And, you know, 20 years in the biz people could be starting to expect uh, artists getting more comfortable with their sound, uh, not be- not being as innovative. Uh, of course, there are many artists who, who do embrace that, like Madonna, for example. But Beyonce absolutely moving with the times, creating something new, wanting to surprise people, wanting to keep herself interested. And with this whole album, she's done that. But this song, as you said, it was just an instant hit. It was a smack around the face um, and... Can't wait to hear this live. I think I don't think she's announced it at all yet, has she? But there, there's got to be a tour coming soon. Uh, and Break My Soul is going to go off live. And don't forget, this track also brought us the Queen's remix, which, again, absolutely no one was expecting a remix featuring Madonna mm-hmm. uh, with Vogue. So good. Do you know... I've played that version as much as the original. I really enjoy that version. And, and it was interesting that it was released so soon to the original version of the track as well. That could have been like a six months down the line thing, but no. And this this version of the track released in June of this year. Uh, what a way to see in summer. What a way to head to Glastonbury as well. So should we take it from the top? Let's do it. Let's count down from number 20. So, number 20, Rose Grey Cupid. Number 19, Diana Ross featuring Tame Impala with Turn Up the Sunshine. At 18, we had Harry Styles, As It Was. 17 is Dragonette with New Suit. 16, Self-Esteem, Fucking Wizardry, the Block Them Edit. At 15, it's Bicep with Water. Sam Ryder, Spaceman, 14. At 13, Darren Hayes with All You Pretty Things. At number 12, Moona, What I Want. 11 is Everything Everything with Pizza Boy. Uh, 
and into the top 10, we're starting with totally enormous extinct dinosaurs, never seen you dance. Number nine is Jessie Ware with Free Yourself. And number eight, Alfie Templeman, Broken. At number seven, Soft Cell and Pet Shop Boys with Purple Zone. Number six, Grimes, Player of Games. Confidence Man with Feels Like a Different Thing at number five. Number four, Dubstar, Token. Three is Banana Armor with Masquerade. And number two, Beyonce, Break My Soul. And number one, our top track of 2022. They've done the double, Will. It's Working Men's Club and Widow. there from Working Men's Club, which is from Fear Fear, our number one album of 2022. Uh, so amazing to have uh, Working Men's Club at the top of both charts. And of course, we've been big fans for a long time. We had Valleys as the number three song, I think, in our top 40 songs of 2020. Uh, already big fans of their sound. But the second I heard this song, which I think was the first preview, wasn't it, of Fear Fear, mm just completely blown away because it was so true to that first sound they'd made but there was just something a little bit shinier about the production there's just something a little tiny bit poppier about this one and I had to tell myself to stop playing the song when it first came out because I I thought I was going to ruin it for myself I just stop it stop it now it was just on repeat for weeks and now it's number one Yeah, this is a band growing in confidence and in their sounds and in their skills as artists and as a group together and I think, as we did say with, when we talked about um, Fear Fear, they have taken everything that was great about what they did for that first album and all the songs are part of that era and just built on that success, layered in more to this track. Uh, you know, it's, you know there's contradictions aplenty because it is dark, it's grimy, but at the same time, it also bounces. It's also extremely danceable. Mm. Uh, and there's nothing, and nothing prepares you uh, for going to see Working Men's Club live to see them losing their shit, particularly Sid, and that in the way that that plays out then into the crowd and everybody goes off. And this one, you know, it's just designed for that kind of party rave up environment, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's interesting because with a band like this. You know, we do we do often give comparisons of other bands, and you don't always like to. But with this, you can definitely hear sort of. I think I said before the the middle point between Joy Division and New Order, and you can definitely see in his performance some of that the darkness of Ian Curtis there, but with the synths kind of the the New Order sound shining through. Um, such an exciting band to follow because you know two albums, two killer albums, so many killer tracks. And there's got to be so much more to come, right? Yeah. And like Confidence Man this year, it's been great to see them get bigger and bigger and play at bigger venues uh, and how well received this second album has been. Not just by us, uh, nope. but out there in the music press uh, and in and in the wider world. And just reflecting on our top 10 and top 20, it's as, as eclectic as you would expect from us mm-hmm. when we talk about Working Men's Club one week 
and then Bananarama the next week, Lizo one week, and Abba the next week. You know, it's just fantastic. And, you know, we had more songs that each of us had in our top 20s that we didn't get to talk about, uh, such as how it's been a really great year. So, you know, with bands like Foles, Nimmo, No Prism again, Real Lies, been fantastic this year. Uh, Lots there. Yeah, if we had done a top 40, we would have been talking about those. We would have been talking about Super Organism and Future Islands and... Melody's Echo Chamber, but again, great eclectic mix. The whole point of Track by Track, the whole mantra of Track by Track, there are no guilty pleasures. If you love music, if you love a certain song or a band, that's okay. So that's it. That's the top. That's 20. 2022. What are we going to be listening to in 2023? That's not a question. That's just a musing. Oh, like a big breath then. <laughs> Uh, Let us know what your favourite tracks of the year and albums of the year have been and what you're looking forward to in 2023 at Track by Track UK. And don't forget, we are back with some Christmas specials too on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. On Christmas Eve, again, just to highlight how eclectic this podcast can be, we are going Track by Track through the Love Actually soundtrack exclusively on Patreon as voted for by the patrons. Uh, And we've got a wonderful Christmas Day episode, which is very different from the Love Actually soundtrack as well. Yes, for all. So until then, I've been Dan. And I've been Will. Goodbye. gone too high yeah i think that's quite good actually <laughs> give annie lovey a ring hmm lennox yeah not annie <laughs> lovey <laughs>